Hey, there we are. Happy Monday, Monday. You can trust that day. Uh, hope you're having a good Monday. If you're watching live, if you're not watching live, whatever day it is, I hope you're having a good one, right? Thanks for being here, no matter whether you're watching live or watching after. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to watch and learn about, uh, well, the people that I'm going to get out with one-on-one -on -one and having these one-on-one -on -one conversations. You can learn so much from people just by listening, right? So there's a lot of stories to be told out there. So uh, we'll get to this week's in just a moment. But if you have someone uh, that you think should be sharing their story or you think might like to see on the show, or maybe you have a story and you want to talk about the things that you do, whether it's uh, what you do in the community or what you do for a living or just sharing some positive thoughts, I would love to hear from you. Send me an email. How do I do that? There, down there. That's how I do that. Uh, David at tvsn.ca. Would love to hear from you and talk about uh, having you here on the show. And uh, boy, it's been a busy weekend. We're going to talk about some things with the Sarnia sting, but um, always say hello in the comments wherever you are. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, what's on your mind these days and hope you've had a good weekend. Boy, I know we're, we're, we're really close, right? Like we're almost there as far as springtime comes. For those of us who ride motorcycles and that sort of thing, boats, uh, bicyclists, cyclists, is it a bicyclist or cyclist? You know what I'm talking about. Um, getting more outside will certainly be where well, it's just something about the wintertime that tends to keep us inside more. I know some people love the winter. I'm okay with it. I mean, we do live in Southwestern Ontario, right? But take a moment and say hello in the comments. And of course, before we get started, always a special thank you to our sponsors, Blue Water Power Group of Companies. Thanks for all that they do in our community. Joe's Discount Tire, been a great supporter. And of course, for over 11 years now, Guy at AskGuy.com. I say AskGuy because it's easier. I think it's that's how he wants it. And you got to say it slow. It's AskGuy.ca. Um, and give all these companies your support whenever you can. And uh, I really appreciate the support that they give us here on the show so I can keep coming back here every week and uh, talk to you and share these great things like the Sarnia Sting are having a great, fantastic year. Yeah, they've had some lots. Some people are like, well, they lost that one. But, you know, sure, they have their struggles. Every team does. But they are doing very well in the standings right now and did, uh, for the most part, had a pretty good weekend. It just seems like the London Knights have got our number this year. Uh, we'll find out again coming up this Friday as they return to the PASA, the Progressive Auto Sales Arena, and uh, we'll take on the London Knights once again. But uh, this past Friday, it was 4-3. to three. When we had them here in Sarnia, it was 4-3. to three. It went to overtime and then a shootout. Same thing happened here. Went to overtime and then a shootout and the same score, 4-3 to three in favor of the Knights. So hopefully we can get their number this Friday. But then the North Bay Battalion, uh, not an easy team to beat, a top team in the league. And the Sarnia Sting came out on top of them at 8-2. to two. And boy, there was a lot of aggression going on there. Uh, but uh, again, they prevailed North Bay at 8-2. to two. Now, just before that, I kind of got goals in the wrong order, but just before that, uh, the night before, they would play Saginaw, another top team, and able to take them on 6-1 to one final there. So Sarnia Sting uh, have certainly got some great strengths going on. Uh, Del Bell Blues in there, uh, Nolan Burke uh, with a lot of goals and assists, and th th there's just so many on this team, Sasha Pasajov and uh, some really key players. But the entire team all together 
working very well out there on the ice. And, uh, and a lot of us are really rooting for them, right? You know, we want to see some great things coming. I think they're probably planning the party already, but there's still some fighting to be had out there as far as winning. And the London Knights will be back in town on Friday night. This is coming Friday, March the, what's that, March the 3rd, I think it is. Just uh, go to sarniasting.com to find out more and get your tickets. I always like to see some new things happening around the town as well. Uh, Point Brewery uh, Company in Point Edward, the new brewing company. I haven't been there yet. Uh, a couple of times tried to, just didn't make it. But uh, I'm going to try to get out there Tuesday night, February 23rd, Beer Store Money or Chris and Mel from Beer Store Money, I should say, will be hosting the open mic night that happens there from 7 till 10 p.m. And with Chris and Mel hosting, I know they'll attract some other great local musicians, and they themselves will be performing as well. So get out and support local once again, local music, local brewing, and that's happening Tuesday. And I think that's happening every Tuesday, right? So that's great to see uh, so much live entertainment happening around where we live. All you really got to do is... Uh, Go out and have a look online somewhere and you'll find what's happening around town. But uh, nice to see. And, and I miss Beer Storm and I miss you guys. I haven't seen you in a while. So I'm hoping to get out there Tuesday and enjoy some of that music as well. Always great local musicians showing up too. All right. Well, this week we're going to go and talk to Brandon McCas McCaskill. Sorry. Brandon McCaskill is a voiceover talent. He's a father and a husband. And he's got some views on some... Uh, pretty neat things uh, and uh, things that he thinks should be happening in um, the city of Sarnia. And uh, he was the campaign manager for Brooke Day, whom we had here last week. And this is just another fun, really enjoyable conversation with my new friend, Brandon McCaskill. Take a look. Uh, love getting out. I keep saying it every week, but uh, it's kind of nice to just be one-on-one -on -one with people. And today... Uh, Brandon McCaskill, thanks so much for uh, bringing me into the home here. Well, appreciate you and yeah, appreciate the opportunity to yeah. finally meet you in person. Yeah, right. Oh, really? You discovered me online, did you? <laughs> well, I've, I've I've seen your face for years. Like, yeah, I think everybody knows who Dave Burroughs uh -oh. is, but uh, to be able to finally meet you in person, it's yeah. cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, let's make yeah. it official then, right? Uh -huh. Do that. Yeah. Um, so we're just gonna do what we normally do, Brandon, and just talk about you. And uh, I guess we could really start. Uh, are you originally from Sarnia? Yep, born and raised. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I have seven brothers and two parents. And seven brothers. I'm raised with tons of boys in the house. So wow. They're all born here and raised here, went to school here. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what school did you go to? I was homeschooled from grades one till nine. And oh, wow. I went to St. Clair Secondary for high school. Oh, okay, cool. That's yeah. where, where I went to. Oh, yeah? Years back in the 80s, man. Back in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you like school? I did. I did. Um, high school, not so much. I loved homeschool because my parents really gave me opportunity to use my imagination. And right. I think that's really impacted what I do today because I like doing creative things and creating stuff. So I think yeah. it really it, it benefited me. Yeah. So, so let's talk uh, about your bread and butter that we were talking about before yeah. we started the camera there. Right. Yeah. So I do, I do voiceover uh, as my full-time gig. Didn't always. This uh, it started in twenty late twenty eighteen. Yeah, okay. But uh, I came from the trades, so I was building houses. Wow. I, I've done every job. That's uh, <laughs> ones I don't like talking about because it's just like it's mucky. It was frustrating work at times, but yeah. uh, a lot of it was rewarding, like building a house. You know, you know that feeling of walking away from a project that you're just proud of. And then looking at it and going, yeah. "I did that." Yeah, I did that. Right. 
can yeah. say that to your kids. But uh, I knew all along, and you know, even in like high school and college, because I, tr I, cr I tried college a couple times. Oh yeah. <laughs> but for me, it, I always struggled <clears throat> with. Uh, you know what I wanted to do for a career because I never had that figured out in high school. Yeah, it seemed like you know kids my age they had it figured out. They wanted to be lawyers and you know what, whatever, which is great. But for me, it was I didn't come to that conclusion until probably my late twenties. Yeah. So I just kind of <coughs> took any job that uh, I knew I could probably do well in, and so I did that for the longest time, and I, I'm proud of the work I did. And then. Yeah. Um, it just got to an age where I just I, I got to figure out what I love to do. Right. Because, uh, as they say, if you don't love what you do, you probably uh, not you'd be miserable. Be miserable. Right. Right. So, <laughs> uh, while I was building houses, so this was 2019, and uh, my brother told me about voiceover that it was an actual like an industry that people did well in. Like, yeah. Up till that point, I didn't really. I thought that was kind of people's side hobby, or if you were someone famous that yeah, right. already had like an acting portfolio. Like Morgan Freeman. Yeah, <laughs> right? So when I started digging into it and realized like these average ordinary people like me, you know, getting into it and actually doing well, I was just like, okay, maybe this is something. So did you, did you uh, have to figure that industry out on your own or did, did you have some guidance there? Yeah, so, well, there's, <coughs> I like to say there's three components to voiceover. So you got your audio part, you got to figure out what makes good quality audio. Yeah. You got your marketing, you got to figure out how to get your voice heard. Right. And then the performance, right? You got to have training, you know, if you don't have any experience in acting or whatever, it's kind of a, if you're starting from scratch, it can be quite uh, an adventure. So do you do different way. voices? Like, do you, do you get into, like, you yeah. know what I mean? Can you do multiple voices? Yeah. Can uh, I prompt you? <laughs> sure. So uh, a popular one that people seem to buy from me a lot is I call it my my Bart voice because it's a an impersonation of one of my favorite characters on an audio drama called Adventures in Odyssey. So he kind of talks like this, and he's like this Brooklyn accent kind of guy. So that seems to be a, awesome. a pretty popular uh, voice selection. Why aren't you on Family Guy? <laughs> I know. Well, that's the dream. I, I I think it'd be cool to one day have my own. Know, animation studio because I love I love drawing too I love uh, oh yeah that's what I, I did as a young kid I would draw these little storybooks and that was part of what my parents would push me towards they'd be like you know they'd get me the sketchbooks the, the pencils and be like you know just let your imagination run wild kind of thing that'd be my my English project right so that was <laughs> I enjoy that type of stuff that's good that you had that uh, family support there it sounds yeah. like there was a, a, a good structure in the family yeah my parents are awesome uh, yeah, raising eight boys, you kind of got to well, be awesome. Kudos <laughs> to mom. <laughs> right? Kudos to mom, yeah. Now, uh, and you, are you married, children? Anything? I am married. I've yeah. been married for coming on eight years. Yeah. And uh, we've got a little boy. Nice. A little Oliver. How old's Oliver? Oliver just turned four. Wow, you're yeah. busy. Yeah, and we've got a little one on the way, so. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. yeah. We're excited. Yeah. Family life is fun for you, I bet. It is fun. And just being able to work from home. Like just knowing Dad's in the basement, I think he likes a lot. Yeah. So and knowing that my family's just you know one floor up is really cool too. Yeah. So. There's rules in that though. I bet you you know like I know even my yeah. my wife Jennifer she'll laugh when I say this, but like you can't just walk in the door and interrupt no. what you're doing, right? Well, that's the thing because I should show you my studio sometime. It's, yeah. Uh, there's a video you can actually find on my website brandonmccaskill.com, but uh, I actually do a full tutorial of how I built it. This is five oh, wow. by four by six high 
uh, little booth that you could scream in there and nobody could hear you on the outside. Wow. So it's, uh, <laughs> I, Maybe I don't want to go in the studio. <laughs> That's where I'm going to end up. Yeah, I, I did my research, like all these engineers that, you know, did work. Uh, Do you have the, the movers, uh, um, uh, what do they call them, the movers blankets? Oh, the there? movers blankets. Uh, <laughs> I did, like, early on when I first started, I used stuff like that just because it was inexpensive and it worked. But, uh, you know, as I started booking work, I could start yeah. to afford the, yeah. the more pro stuff, so. Good for you for yeah. uh, for creating uh, your own business and working yeah. from home. There is a lot of advantages to that, right. and um, of course, our mutual friend Brooke uh, we, that we had here on the yeah. show last week, creative uh, guy too, very very yeah. right. But we talked about time management, mm. uh, and that's uh, that self discipline of being oh, yeah. an entrepreneur. That's huge. Do you struggle with that? Uh, yeah, from time to time, like when I'm tired. All I want to do is turn on a YouTube video, <laughs> right? Sit back and just watch what I want to watch. But when uh, I have deadlines, um, specifically when there's a client waiting on me, um, I have to put that stuff aside. You have to, because yeah. it's so it's so dependent on. Like if I get one, four even a four star review, mm -hmm. they're going to pick someone else with perfect ratings. Yeah, and that costs me. So, customer service is just. You know, you Your reputation, to, right? Exactly. You have yeah. to care. So. so you started that, when did you start that again? So that was December of 2018 when I first, uh, it's an interesting story. So I was <coughs> building houses full time, like I said, and uh, I had, my brother told me about this website, Voices.com. Right. So I uploaded some demos and I was doing some auditioning. I was just like, I don't, I don't know if I can do this because I'm not a pro. And, you know, all those excuses you come up with. Yeah. But uh, my first job was... You know, after an hour, coming home every day, putting an audition in, you know, just spending an hour every day yeah. doing that. Um, after a month of doing that, I booked a $2,300 job. Wow. And uh, and here I was, this rookie. My audio sounded horrible. Uh, <laughs> now, it was around Christmas time, so I'd imagine these producers, like everybody else is going with their families and stuff. Maybe I was the only one that they uh, could choose from, but uh, <laughs> that little inspiration set the fire going for me and I was like maybe I can do this it's funny so, how money does that <laughs> I know, it, it was a uh, very uh, motivating for sure yeah yeah and then now here you're doing it full-time yeah. and you're around the family and yeah. um, is this something you think you'll you'll uh, sometimes this kind of thing has a lifespan to it you right. know is this something you, you see yourself doing for a long long time or do you get do you get bored um, some jobs I do, yeah, because sometimes you just don't have any interest in what you're talking about, right? Because <laughs> that's part of being the actor, right? You got to pretend that yeah. you're interested, yeah. Uh, but some of the stuff, like I've had pretty you know, incredible opportunities. I've done work for McDonald's, um, DJI, oh. even Amazon. We talked about Amazon yeah. earlier. Uh, so when you get that type of stuff, it's just like cool, you know. Very credible to you, right? Too then, yeah. and that looks good on a resume and on yeah. the website. So I think. Like even if I'm not interested in the product, it's still uh, still kind of cool to say I, I've done that, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of like the house thing, I built right. that, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so you're doing like commercials, and uh, do you do like stories at all? Like, so stories in terms of like audiobooks, I try to stay away from just because it's uh, time consuming. Yeah. And I'm maybe it's just the perfectionist side of me. Like when I'm in the booth. I'll record a line. If, if I don't like it, I'm recording it again. Yeah. So with an audiobook, you really got to be snappy if you want to make money. Um, yeah. That's just not me. I, re <laughs> I really care about the quality and the craft. So I, I want it to sound good. So I try to uh, attack jobs that are something that I can 
pay a little bit more care to. Right. Yeah. McDonald's. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, that was in Europe actually. So it wasn't North America, but it was oh, McDonald's okay. in, in Europe. So, right. and that's the, the other thing. Like this, you know, spans not only locally or even nationally, or an inter, uh, you know, even in the states, but it's international. I can, I think I'm up to. 50 to 60 countries that I've worked in so far. Well, that's really great that uh, you've been able to expand into that. And, and uh, so let's talk about you and Brooke Day, right. uh, kind of partnering up there. Brooke yep. obviously uh, ran for city council and you were his campaign manager. Yeah. How, yeah. Did that, how did that come about? Right. So me and Brooke actually met on my channel. So I had another gentleman on my channel, a couple guys. Uh, we would just talk politics. And uh, uh, one of my buddies was just like... Uh, you need to meet Brooke. Like he worked with him at Patty's, and yeah. um, he's like Brooke's really into politics. He's actually living in Taiwan, but he's uh, from Sarnian. I think you guys would hit it off. So I'm like, well, let's have him on the show. And so we ended up having Brooke on what we called Momentum Monday, where we just kind of shoot the breeze talking about politics. And uh, <laughs> right away, I was just like, I like this dude. He's uh, very knowledgeable. He clicked and, right away. Yeah, and I don't know if you got the impression, but he, the way he. I guess presents himself. He seems a lot younger than he is. I don't mean to. Yeah, no, say no. That he's I know old, what you're saying. I worked with him at Patty Flaherty's two years ago, so I know how yeah. old he is. Like I, I'm 32, but, but it seems like in many ways we're the same age, uh, personality-wise. But uh, <clears throat> yeah. I, I think that is uh, a huge asset to him because he's not only got that uh, that humble and approachable personality uh, personality to him, but he has experience. Yeah, experience that I, I don't have. So, um, I think I answered your question, right? Yeah, That's yeah. how we kind of came to yeah, be. Yeah. But uh, we ended up working on uh, his campaign trail because I had mentioned in our little uh, Facebook chat that we had going, I said, uh, I'm like, what do you guys think of me running for city council? And at first it was all crickets. And <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay, no votes all in right. this chat room. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <coughs> I, I got a phone call from Brooke probably about an hour after that. He said, Brent, I, I saw your message. He said, uh, dude, that'd be awesome if you ran for city council. Because I had people saying, you know, Brent, you'd be, a, you'd be a good decision maker for the city. You got a good head on your shoulders, that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. But uh, he's like, yeah, do what you want. He said, but I was actually going to run myself. He said, I'd love to have someone like you on my team. Uh, he said, just something to consider. He's like, and, and he wasn't sure if he was going to run 100%. He said, um, he gave me a time. He said, "If I don't know by this bit, this amount of time, I'll let you yeah. know and just you know do what you want." So uh, I took a week to think about it. I was just like, "You know what? I'm not the policy maker type person. Yeah. Maybe my personality, some people like, uh, but to me, personality isn't. I don't think makes a a good policy maker. Or I would agree. I, you know. I think you need a balance of both. Yeah, in my opinion. So." For me, I was just saying, this is probably a great opportunity to learn from someone like Brooke who's, uh, you know, he knows the balance sheet. Yeah. He knows how to run a business and he's, you, you talk to him, he's very successful yeah. at what he does. Um, so I saw that as kind of a schooling opportunity for me. Right. So that's how we uh, got involved and yeah, we, we did pretty well. Yeah. Good that you could recognize yeah. that about yourself. I think sometimes right. we go... Oh, I still I can get over I can overcome that obstacle, but, yeah. but sometimes it, it, you're right to, to to take the opportunity to, to learn first, yeah. and maybe you will run again down the road. Who knows? Who but knows, uh, who knows? Uh, that's good that you can recognize that. Yeah, well, especially when it comes to people's ta hard-earned tax dollars, right? Right. That's what I'm thinking. Other of. people's like, money. <laughs> do I trust myself with that? And I think from like a moral perspective, I wouldn't do anything evil with people's money, but it's like 
I, I, I run my voiceover business. That's the extent of my yeah, 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 my, yeah. my business background, right? So yeah. let's get some more experience under it. Let's learn from, from so people that have been there. What would you say you really learned? What was a big thing that you did learn from working with From the campaign? <coughs> so I guess my, my main responsibility was damage control. Okay. Because <laughs> <So, laughs> the, na the nature of politics and when you got, uh, you know, I hate saying left versus right, but you got people coming from all angles trying to attack the candidate. So it was kind mm -hmm. of my job to offer uh, answers um, that would be satisfactory to people. You know, read that. You know, going up through their news feeds trying to find out about Brooke Day. I don't want them saying that he's a, a racist or whatever. Yeah, I'm yeah. there to give correct information. So that, I think I took that 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 role took a lot of my time because yeah. there was just a lot of attempts to try to smear him in a bad light. But right. uh, I bet you, oh, for sure. Well, and I think, you know, and he mentioned it in our interview that he just got back. Yeah. So why would, you know, he's, why would I run? I just got back here, you right. know, but I know, uh, you know, people like yourself and some others really got in his corner mm. and supported him. So, yeah. Um, and, and then you did uh, a lot of the uh, I bet you guys had a lot of fun working together too, because even though Brooks says he's a serious guy, yeah. he's got a sense of humor too, right? Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys have a good time doing this? Well, yeah, especially <clears throat> behind the scenes, right? You get to you get to know Brooke. Yeah, um, not like you. It's not like you can't get to know Brooke through no. the camera, but uh, you can pop the collar, right? Your right. Business is over when the camera shut off. Yeah, it, he's a fun guy. It's a, he really is. I think uh, we could talk about this later if you want, but like the importance of having. Uh, humor as a part of politics. I think <laughs> right. there, there's a need for it. Like when you're just sitting there bunting heads with people all the time, you got to learn to laugh at yourself. You got to be able to take some funny pokes. That's why I love memes. Not everybody loves memes, but uh, I used to, you know, it's funny you say that. <laughs> I used to go, don't be putting memes out there. Come on, yeah. that's unprofessional, but I'm wrong. <laughs> I think that the, I look at them now, and now I, I've started posting yeah. my own memes, right? So yeah. I'm like guilty now, right? But what, what is it you love so much about memes? Well, see, I can understand <clears throat> the, because uh, uh, I'll get this feedback a lot. It'll be like, like I'm taking away from the serious tone right. that is required for yeah. discussion, but for me, it's it uh, it costs such a, a mental toll when you're not laughing, when you're not when you're taking yourself too seriously. I think, yeah. right? Yeah. And <laughs> I don't think anybody can handle that amount of stress. So like, I can't. I, maybe that's part of why I didn't want to yeah. run for city council because it's just so you have to be serious. Well, you got to right? have rhino skin too, right? right? You know. But really. I think at the same time, even if you're in a position of power, you can have a sense of humor. And yeah. I see politicians doing that all the time. Like Donald Trump, for example, <laughs> he was the biggest troll, but um, he was good at memes. He was. He was. He's a master. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Uh, that's, that's. I like how you say that because it's so true. And 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 even Brooke said, <coughs> you know. Uh, he talked about the whole COVID thing. He right. said, people, people, yeah, just relax. Just relax. Just, just take, it's, don't take this so serious, you know? Yeah. And and uh, you're right. It's, uh, some lightheadedness uh, humor in there really goes a long way with people. And the stress. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> aren't we stressed out enough already over, sure you know, are. our daily lives sometimes of what's going on and money yeah. and uh, what's going on with family and everything? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> You've obviously found a balance mm. for yourself between, you know, working and family. Right. Um, is that is that a challenge at times? Between just working. Like, and are family? you nine? You're not. Are you nine to five in your studio, or how does that work? No, I'm a bit everywhere. <coughs> yeah. 
wherever I can fit it in. I'm kind of a you know a loose cannon in that sense. Where if you know if it if family if family is more important, like right now, like because my son is a uh, a hospital child, like he's got medical needs. So okay. Um, obviously, when stuff like that comes up, I can I can shift, and that's what's beautiful about my job. And yeah, you know, I can kind of set my own schedule. So. Yeah, yeah. Now you did a lot of the filming for uh, Brooks' campaign too. Like, mm -hmm. made a lot of commercials and stuff. Yeah. And and I suspect uh, you had some fun with that. Oh yeah, yeah. There's some. <laughs> did you have to train Brooke? <laughs> no. And, well, and many. Well, he comes from his family. His yeah. uh, his, his wife works in the film industry. Yeah. And it was funny because we were just over there last night filming one of his his business video for his consulting group. And okay. So I was filming, and oh man, that was a good leg workout, by the way. But, uh, no, he had his daughter there. She was holding the light, and he's barking orders. I'm like, you can tell this family's, you know, from film. So yeah. that's having someone with that experience already was just, you know, it was helpful. And I, I didn't really have to manage the set, if we want to call it that, during the <laughs> campaign. Yeah. But there was there was fun times. Like we were caught out in the the Wawanosh wetlands trying to film something like with the nice uh, autumn leaves in the background, and, and I realized I forgot my tripod. Ah. I was like, oh, dang it. And we had already <coughs> walked like a kilometer to where we were. <laughs> so he's like, go in the bush and we'll, we'll find sticks. And, and we ended up making this little TP thing with our camera on top. <laughs> awesome. So just thinking back. Look around you and work with it, right? <laughs> yeah. Think, just thinking back, uh, stuff like that, things that would happen, we'd make the most of it. It was, it was funny. Yeah. And fun. Let's switch gears a little bit yeah. um, and, and talk about comedy. Uh, you oh mentioned dear. that, uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's a sore <laughs> spot. I don't know. You said yeah. uh, you attempted comedy uh, a few years ago, did you? Yeah, so I'm trying to think of what year that was. I think, uh, I want to say like 2016, 2017. Okay. Uh, there was at the Family Rock Church, <clears throat> they held, they called it stand-up comedy events. They did it every couple months. And some guy would come from, I believe, Barry. No, Guelph, sorry. All right. And he'd come down and he'd host these things. And I went and watched the show and I was like, this is funny. And I noticed they gave a young kid that was starting an opportunity to, you know, do a set. Right. So I went up after him and said, you know, what it, What does it take to, you know, sign up and, you know, be here the next time you guys come around? He's like, yeah, for sure. And he said, email me your, your bit and stuff like that. So um, I did that. And my, my first time, I was terrified. And yeah. <laughs> I remember going back and... Uh, I'll, I'll call it the green room, but uh, like the coffee room. Right. And he's like, he's like, pitch me. He's like, he's like, practice in front of me before you go on stage. And I don't know what it is. I don't know how you are with public speaking, but it's worse when it's just two people than a, than a, than a crowd of people. Yeah. I couldn't get. <clears> it's a different there. vibe. I just I was a deer in the headlights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, after doing it a couple <clears throat> times, because that day I, I went on stage and they said I crushed it. They said you did really good. Um, and I did it probably seven more times after that. I traveled to, because they, they went to different cities, so I traveled with okay. them to Brantford. I did a set there. And I, I play some, I, I wrote some funny songs. One was uh, about Kraft Dinner, and <laughs> one was Pepto-Bismol. And they love those those types of funny songs, so uh, I did that. But uh, I guess I I would still do stuff like that, but my comfort zone, it, was, it took so much mental strength to... Uh, just to prepare myself for right. that, um, and it was stressful. I couldn't handle that kind of stress. I mean, you hear all—it's like that is pretty common for, you know, comedians to be depressed and you know, yeah, typically like hard lives after doing, 
you know, comedy for so long, because I think there is this huge emotional spend where you're reliant on people's reactions. Yeah. And when you don't get that reaction, it's just like, oh mm -hmm. my gosh, right? I, I hear you. I so hear you. I do a lot of public speaking and emceeing things too, right? So yeah. and. And uh, my wife will tell you, she's, I, I call it professional anxiety. Before I walk there out on go. the stage, yeah. you know, I've done Border Fest uh, from the start, I think. Yeah. And, and I'm just, I, yeah. and then she's like, what are you worried about? You've been doing this for 30 years. And I'm yeah. like, it's, it's that professional anxiety because you want to do a good job. You want to deliver. Yeah. You're not even thinking about yourself, really. You're, you're like, are they going to like this or whatever? Right. And then I'm usually 30 seconds in, and I'm like, okay, I got this, right? But, yeah. but I'll be like this. Yeah, and it's just uh, yep. a switch that goes on after you get. But if there's no reaction, That's the or worst. if the crowd's talking, like if they're just talking while you're trying to say something, and yeah. it's hard to hear yourself, you know, or whatever. So, uh, kudos for you for doing that because I think probably comedy. It's something I've thought about doing too, but right. it's probably one of the toughest gigs out there. It is. Yeah. Did you ever flop? Yeah. Well, I, there because I think my strength was with my music. So okay. Like when I'm practicing, I don't know what's happening, but it's just like, I know this part's gonna go well, and th they're gonna like this part, but then when you get on, on stage, it's like the reverse. They didn't like that part that you thought they were gonna like. <laughs> right. And when you don't get that reaction inside your head, you're like, oh crap. And then when you're thinking, oh crap, you're forgetting your next line, and then snowballs, right? So yeah. it's just like, I couldn't handle that anymore. Was it the <laughs> same, did you have just one bit that you did? And nope. so there, you had a multiple? <clears throat> yeah, so for, I did it, like I said, I think it was seven or eight times, if i remembering correctly, but uh, I'd have different, sometimes I'd, I'd recycle the joke, just tell it in a little right. bit of a different way. Because yeah. it was a church, so I was trying to make a church audience laugh. I was going to say, so it's clean comedy, yeah, yeah, no yeah, swearing, yeah. all oh, that no, stuff, no. yeah. No, I try, to, I, I try not to swear, <laughs> just in everything I do. Yeah. An old saying someone told me, he said, you'll never offend anybody if you don't swear, so. Right. <laughs> well. <laughs> I, right, so I, yeah, that's a good one. I try to just... If it's not a habit, then it's not a struggle to not right. swear. So, right, right, yeah, that's but. good. So, okay, now let's switch gears again here. And, uh, can we talk a little politics right now? Sure. Um, I I don't really know how to ask this question other mm. than what are your thoughts on what's whatever's going on in our city? In our city, so well, obviously we elected a new council. We got some new faces there. So, yeah. Um, my thoughts. Well, my thoughts was I hoped that Brooke would have got in. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, I think we need new leadership in the sense that we need to focus more on policy than, uh, I don't know how to say this, without caring so much about people's feelings. Uh-huh, yeah. You know what I mean? Where Do we worry too much about offending people? I think so. <coughs> yeah. I, I th and it's taking us into dangerous territory. Mm -hmm. Because like, what are we gonna? What's the plan for when the baby boomer generation retires? Right. Wh what's happened? What is the consequence of not putting all our focus? I'm not. I'm not saying all the focus needs yeah. to be, but if we're not focusing on policy that brings more families here, that uh, makes the families here want to stay here. Yeah. Um, do we have the leadership to make that happen? I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um, but to be honest with you, I, I told you the reason why I didn't run for council because I didn't have experience. What I'm seeing is inexperience. I don't know how to put that any other way. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I was just hoping for someone like Brooke. Um, and if we could, I, I love Bill Dennis too, uh, business-minded man. 
I, I put it this way, I think our city needs to be run like a business, at least for a little while. That makes sense, right? right? You know, like you're, you, you take in this much money, yeah. you, you can only spend this much money, and yeah. you only got a, a <coughs> certain amount of, you, there's a credit card limit, yeah. <laughs> right? That's right. And if you don't pay, you pay interest and all that stuff. Yeah, <coughs> there, was a, there was a meme that I made a little during the campaign. It was a, a picture of a chocolate chicken and then a real chicken. I said, <laughs> right now this chocolate chicken is what our current state of mind is in Sarnia. Like this is, it's sweet, it'll, it'll give us temporary pleasure, but what we need is a real chicken so that we can keep laying eggs and you know, it's this investment mindset. Great. I thought, <laughs> great, I thought it was a brilliant Great meme, meme. I love it's it. It's funny too, right? So. Yeah. And uh, did you get reaction from that, <coughs> from that meme? Uh, Brooke laughed. <laughs> yeah, Brooke laughed. <laughs> no, <coughs> no, people liked it. It was, yeah. Yeah. Gotta have comedy. Yeah, right. And, and uh, well, you mentioned before, like comedy or humor in politics really mm -hmm. uh, just relax people. But uh, um, so how do we, <coughs> to go back to that question of um, we're always worrying about offending somebody. Like, would you agree that no matter what we do, somebody somewhere is going to be offended? Yeah. <laughs> Even if we don't swear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, there's a quote from uh, Jordan Peterson. He says, uh, the risk of speaking your ideas is you're going to offend people. Yeah, That's 100% he said that. Right. right. So you watch a lot of Jordan Peterson? Uh, when he, he comes up on my news feed a lot, so yeah. it must be something to do with the algorithm. The things yeah, I'm probably. watching, they think I like them. Right. But I think he's got some good stuff to say. Yeah. Who what else do you, do you follow? Oh, a slew of others. I, I like the Daily Wire folks. Yeah, Ben um, Shapiro. Yeah, they got uh, very articulate arguments. I like to. Uh, <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Uh, yeah, well, I think you got to be in today's day and age. If, if you're just kind of parroting people's things, that's what I try to. That's what I hope I'm doing is taking people's good ideas and kind of framing them in my own way. That I'm not just parroting them, but it is something that I believe and uh, yeah. conveying it in my own creative way. Yeah, I think there's too much. Uh, Unoriginality, if that makes sense. Okay. Right? Yeah, people are just kind of stealing other people's stuff and they, they don't really believe it. It just sounds good. <laughs> I, I try to be as original as I can. Do you watch <laughs> South Park or anything like that? Are you into that? Oh, my friends will send me little clips here and there. Yeah. But uh, I never said that. I don't think I've ever watched a full no. episode. So, have you seen? So, now I want to ask you this. Uh, I'll step on uh, some shaky waters, maybe. Oh. Uh, what do you think? Well, maybe not. I don't know. I think it'll be funny. Yeah. Uh, uh, Harry and Meghan. Oh dear! Like they're 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 always offended. It seems yeah. lately, and they want all this privacy, and yet they're always out there. And here's yeah. my book, and then <laughs> South Park. Did, yeah. you, did you hear about that? With nope. South Park. So South Park did a thing on on the two of them. Yeah. And of course, it was very South Park. Yeah. And uh, now they're screaming bloody murder, right? Gosh. You know, because uh, they want all this privacy, and now, but see, now they're back. In the camera again, right? So, do you have any thoughts on them? I haven't put too or much the royal thought. family in general. Yeah, well, now with, uh, with <coughs> here's the one struggle that I've been dealing with since the Queen's yeah, deceased. she's gone. I can't get out of my vocabulary when I, you know, talking about swearing an oath to the Queen. You got to say the King now. Like, I can't get into the habit because that's what I've said my entire life. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't pay too much attention <laughs> to that because it's just. TMZ type drama right. for me, but yep. uh, when I do hear it, because even like the Daily Wire, they'll do little clips making fun of them. Uh, but uh, yeah, like you're, I tend to agree with what you're saying. Like, you want 
your privacy, but you want this attention at the same time. That that's a contradiction. Like, yeah, well, you got to sell books, right? <laughs> yeah, double-edged sword here. Yeah, yeah. But what do you do in your spare time when it? So if it's not with family and it's not, you know, working, do you have you got some hobbies? What spare time? Right. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this is an hobby. This is what I do. Yeah. Well, yeah. actually, I, I'm a writer. I love writing. Okay. Uh, I just actually just published a book. Um, oh. It's my second that I, I it's self-published. So I published a book uh, 2020, and now this. What's year, that about? Uh, my first book was a Christmas book. Mm -hmm. um, it's called When Christmas Came to Life. Uh, it was when our son was having his surgery in Toronto. We were basically living in the hospital down there, so it was mm -hmm. how I killed time. I typed the whole thing on my phone. Really? Imagine these big thumbs. How many it. pages is it? Oh uh, well, it's for a novel. It's pretty short. It's. Uh, I think around 96 pages, but still, that's a lot of that's, still a, that's lot. a lot of thumb tapping. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> still a lot. Uh, then the second book, uh, it's called A Prayer for Walton Bay, and that just that came like right off the, the heels of the, the last book because I just wanted to keep writing. Um, but I, I was obsessed with this thought of because during especially during the pandemic, I don't know if you've noticed, but there's been a lot of division, even within oh. families. Oh yeah. Well, the, the people's colors really came out, right? True colors. It really, really did. And uh, you're right. There's a, are we divided still because of that? Do you think? I think in a lot of ways we're still experiencing like, we're experiencing the unforgiveness of that, right? Mm -hmm. There's still a lot of people bitter of how things were handled, how certain people treated each other. Um, and there, I, I sense it at least that there's still some resentment. Yeah. But I became with obsessed with this thought of like having like a pr just a precious relationship with someone and then just for one little misunderstanding you throw the entire thing away mm. and uh like if just this thought of you know if we could give people that whatever that answer is whatever that uh, little piece of truth is would their perspective completely turn mm. sometimes sometimes that is the case for me sometimes i just need a little piece of information and boom my perspective's changed. Right. So I was just thinking, like, what kind of story can I tell surrounding that? Okay. So. Have we forgotten how to forgive? That's a good question. Right. That's a good question. Because we're not always going to agree. Husbands and wives don't always yeah. agree and have disagreements. And then you have to learn to forgive. And I mean, you know, I, I, I mean, I believe to forgive, forgive to a point. Right. <laughs> I mean, if you keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over, it's like, okay, you're right. not, you don't really care. But um, what do you yeah. think about that? Well, that's a good question. I think for me, like, I, I have raised a Christian boy, so that's kind of a commandment. We're supposed to forgive yep. our, even our enemies, even if they're spitting Well, in even in the Lord's Prayer, it says it, forgive, forgive those, yeah. but do we? Exactly, yeah. And I think, because hmm, I, I see it from both, I will call it sides. Let's use the pandemic, for example. Yeah. I've heard it said from both that I'll never forgive you. I'll never forgive you. Mm -hmm. But the essence of, I think, what is, you know, for so long the, the bedrock of, you know, North American, you know, Western culture is the melting pot aspect, right? Where we can coexist with one another and agree to disagree. I think mm -hmm. in relation to forgiveness, part of that is just saying, you know what, I can, I can disagree with you, but I can still be in the same room with you. Yeah. And we can still have a, a coffee together or whatever yeah. um, but I think <clears throat> I don't know if that's the same thing but forgiveness I don't know 
It's tough, right? It's tough. I, it's, I'm trying to connect the two. Well, and then to add into the, the, the toughness, forgive and forget. Forgive and forget. Forgetting, yeah. I, I think most of us can learn to forgive, but we have trouble forgetting. Like, yeah. I forgive you, but then <clears throat> if you don't forget it, yeah. are you really forgiving? <laughs> Getting philosophical on the show here, I love but these deep talks, right? <coughs> but well, it's 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 really uh, because uh, the things we deal with politics is a yeah. great example of forgiving and forgetting. Yeah, um, it's such an emotional thing to do, right? right. And um, to to go further with this is that is there too much emotion involved mm. in politics? I think so. I think yeah. so. And because we talked about. Incorporating humor. Humor is a type of emotion. Absolutely, but one I prefer. Yeah. So I I think so. Like I think there's an important uh, balance you need to keep with emotion. Like, uh, and I have to have people reach out to me, and I reach out to people. Like holding each other accountable, saying, you know what, you're getting a little too emotional. Like you're probably being a little too angry with this person. Like back off a little bit. And it's cool to have those friends that know when to send you a private message, saying, you know what. Maybe you shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. So well, uh, it, that's a friend. Yeah. That tells you. I guess that's. I have a saying with some of my buddies. It's uh, uh, my friends stab in the front. Everybody else stabs in the back. There you go. Right. That's a good analogy. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of forgiveness, I was talking. In, I can't remember who about this the other day, but she, the thing she said, she said, forgiveness sets you free more than the other person. Mm, yeah. Like, that's true. Maybe I've not it, heard that one. Maybe forgiveness is all about us letting go yeah rather than waiting for that person to be sorry i think that's what a lot of the time is we're waiting for we want that apology we want you to you, acknowledge you apologize we mean apologize to you you right. apologize to me yeah. right yeah it's like what's the what's the downside <laughs> to forgiving right well interesting um do you put you 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 said you're you know raised christian right yeah. so um is there a lot of philosophy like this in your? Are you a philosophy kind of guy? Uh, I've always enjoyed the debate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot of people will call it keyboard warrior uh, type stuff. Oh yeah. But to me, being a writer as well, um, you have more time to think about what you want to say and be more careful. Mm-hmm. I think uh, mm-hmm. behind a keyboard, I wouldn't necessarily try to bash people behind a keyboard. No. I think that's but I know what you mean. Some people but do that. They can say more. Yeah. Uh, you know, instead, but you won't say it to your face. Yeah, right? exactly. Keyboard. But you know, what I always found interesting about the keyboard too is when I see somebody, uh, we talk about swearing, yeah. and uh, and I'm bad for it. I'll admit it. Um, but we all are. Um, sometimes you can slip with a word. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. When I see people on social media or texting, and yeah. they're typing, they're typing the four-letter word out. Yeah. And one guy goes, oh, sorry, I slipped. I'm like, no, you didn't. You had five <laughs> chances. Yeah. <laughs> you had four letters and an enter key <laughs> before you sent that. Yeah. Um, and and, and it, it's just a different, I don't know. It, and it doesn't even mean to me when I read it. And I'm just like, it doesn't Oops. have the same effect on me if you just say it to my yeah. face, right? <laughs> well, maybe it's like the older generation because back then when you sent letters, you would write it. Yeah. Let it sit on your desk. And then by morning you'd be like, eh, you probably shouldn't start do that. again. Yeah, <laughs> so we don't put a lot of 
You ever uh, send an email you wish you hadn't hit the energy? Oh, all the time, especially <laughs> with type, just typos, yeah, right? right? I wish I read that over. I have, gram I have Grammarly. It's great. It yeah. never lets me make a mistake. Uh, well, well, at least in my typing. See, Maybe I have Grammarly, I but it'll correct it to something I don't want. Like, right. Come on, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uninstall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah. What's next? Oh, what's next? Uh, well, we're having a, a baby this, this uh, yeah. respecting it late July, so... That's been the anticipation. Do you know what you're having? or We'll find out, I think, next week. Okay. I think that's the appointment that we find at gender. We'll so. look for the announcement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm excited. But as for business, uh, actually right now I, I hired Brooke as my business consultant. He's yeah. going to take my website, my demos for my voiceover business and give me more traction, like put me more, uh, you know, more visible on Google. and Yeah, right. Try to SEO stuff. And yeah, because yeah. that's... The area where I, it's kind of uncharted waters for me, um, haven't exactly tapped into that. So. Yeah, so more growth for Brandon. More growth. You can always grow, right? That's right. Awesome. Brandon, I got to tell you, this is, uh, we should why didn't we do this sooner? I know. Except for the fact that, uh, thanks to Brooke, this, this is, we got connected. Yep. You made a comment and said yeah. something about blah, 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 and I'm like, you're next, and yeah. you're like, all right, let's go, right? So yeah. thank you so much for thank your you, time. Dave. I look forward to Great our friendship man. continuing. Yeah, for sure. Right on. All right, Brandon McCaskill, everybody, and uh, BrandonMcCaskill.com to find out more about him, and we'll put the links in the description. Thanks for watching. Brandon McCaskill. Thank you so much, Brandon. Really enjoyed that conversation. I'm really enjoying these conversations getting out. I know I'm repeating myself, but I, I get really excited when I head towards the person's home or wherever we're meeting. And uh, I'm always excited to find out what am I going to learn from this person? What are they going to share? So thanks again, Brandon. And I look forward to let's get out and have coffee or lunch sometime and continue the conversation. And of course, you can find Brandon online at brandonmccaskill.com. We'll post that uh, in our comments section after the show as well. Thanks again, Brandon. And thanks to all of you who are always here supporting and watching. Now, I always uh, like to reiterate with this, please you know, you can click the like and the love button. That's fine. But the best button that you can click is the share button. Share the story of Brandon and all these people that I'm interviewing. Share their story. Let's spread it around for others to enjoy. So the share button is the best way you can do that. And thank you for showing up and giving us your time here today on the show. But as always, that's all the time I got for you this week. Have a great week and an even better weekend. I will see you next time right here on the show. Here it comes. Ready? Bye for now.